starting line. I'm Pastor Dan, and I really hope that this can help everyone, especially those who are just starting their walks with God or restarting their walks with God after a long time away. I pray that this podcast could be great for your foundation in the gospel so that you can know what it means to be a Christian and how you can start walking with God. All right, welcome back to the starting line. It's so good to have you here. It is now the middle of September and I am going through these allergies. <laughs> it's every uh, fall and every spring season. I go through these terrible allergies. I feel very, very, very stuffy right now and everything makes me sneeze, but I am excited to go through the last beatitude with you all and thank you all for joining us and we will grow together as Christians. And before we go into the last beatitude, let's do a little bit of recap. The beatitudes were Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. And today we're going over, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of God. We could kind of throw in verse 11 and 12 too. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecute the prophets who are before you. Now, in one of the earlier episodes, we we're talking about the way we grow as Christians. It's not about just being empty. It's not like just empty yourself, you know, like, uh, empty your heart of all these desires and all that. It's, we believe in emptiness for the sake of being filled. And that's how we grow as Christians. That's what we said the Beatitudes do. You see, the first four Beatitudes are focusing all about our hearts being emptied of uh, maybe self-righteousness, um, this self-focus, this self-I-can-do-it. And it's about, the next four is about being filled. What are you filled by? And we, we want to be emptied for the sake of being filled. And in this case, to grow as Christians, we see we have to be emptied to be filled with mercy, purity of heart, and peace. And this last one is going to be a little bit different now because it says, you know, we will be persecuted for righteousness sake. Persecuted for righteousness sake. Now, this begs the very important question that's very practical, you know? If you met someone who was, you know, was empty of self-righteousness, they were humble, and they were merciful, and they were pure in heart, and they were always trying to make peace, like, who would persecute that kind of person? Like, that sounds like the perfect person. Like, why would, why would anyone want to persecute that kind of person? It's because Jesus was this kind of person, and he was persecuted. Jesus lived out the Beatitudes perfectly, and people were very angry and upset at him. They were very frustrated, sometimes jealous, sometimes full of hate for him, and they eventually killed him. And so what we see is if you actually live out the Beatitudes perfectly, the result will not be the world's praise, but the world's persecution. The world will persecute you. Now, before we talk about how we are supposed to grow in Christ-likeness through all of this, we must talk about how we're not supposed to grow. And the way we are not supposed to grow is to have this martyr complex, this persecution complex, as if the world is just always against us in everything we do, and so we are always being persecuted no matter what we do. 
like we don't want to make these unhelpful caricatures of the world like you know the world is just like hey what are you doing you know and we're christians are like i'm just eating a banana and the world is like get him you know it's not like the world is just anti everything we do and you know they're anti-good and they hate all forms of good that they would never care about the community or social justice actually the world cares about a lot of those things and so it's unhelpful if we think of them like a caricature as if they're just oscar the grouch and they just hate every time we're we're having a fun time or every time we're doing something good because if you like portray or think of the world as that kind of caricature i mean it's funny but it's not very Uh, helpful in our daily lives it doesn't really help us grow in our daily lives because the world is not really that comically evil it's more evil in a more subtle and a much more real sort of way because very often the world is not against the good that we do the world is against the god we do it for once again the world is not against the good that we do it is against the god we do it for The world is not against us serving people. The world is against us wholeheartedly serving God. That is where persecution begins. That is where the conflict happens. Several years ago, um, when I was a college student, I went on a mission trip overseas and I helped out refugees. We gave out food. We made food. uh, We gave medicine, supplies, clothes, and even taught them English. And when I returned uh, back home, I had to go back to school. So I went to my college campus and I was part of a campus ministry and a newcomer came up to us and they said, uh, what good is Christ- What good does Christianity do? And I shared about this mission trip where we were helping people. And then the newcomer immediately responded, isn't that selfish and wrong? Like, how dare you guys dangle free food in front of refugees and in their weakness, force your religion on them? And it's shocking because we didn't enforce our religion on anyone. We went and we helped them as much as we could. We took care of people as much as we could. But here's this person saying, shame on you for doing that in Jesus' name. So to make it clear, when it says we will be persecuted for righteousness, it's not saying that the world is against the good that we do. It is against the God that we do it for. It doesn't like this idea of all the good that we do, all these things, all of life has to be for God, that the whole world needs to bow to God. It is against the God we live for. That's what it means that we will be persecuted for righteousness sake. And maybe you see it in this world. Maybe you see it like if someone does a good job, uh, someone does something great, everyone wants to celebrate it if they say, the reason why I did that was because, you know, human beings are worth it. And I love human beings and we have to look out for each other. Obviously, everyone would stand for that. But if someone says, I am doing these things for in the name of Jesus Christ, for Jesus Christ alone, all of a sudden their audience, their marketability, all those things get smaller and smaller because people want us to do it for ourselves. Kind of like if you look back at Adam and Eve, when they were in the garden, uh, they wanted the knowledge of good and evil, which means they wanted to be able to declare what is good and bad apart from God. And that same heart to live life apart from God is still in all of our hearts today. 
So once again, ultimately, the persecution of righteousness is not because the world is against the good that we do, but against the God we do it for. So how do we grow through this? Like, how do we keep living for God, doing all this good for God, doing everything for God in a world that will persecute us? Well, look at the promise. The promise says, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And that's actually very similar to the first beatitude, which said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Like we started out this entire podcast by saying in the first one that you would expect those who are in the kingdom of heaven, the children of God, to be all flashy and full of swag and just have this amazing life. But we saw, no, it's the poor in spirit. They are the children of God. And the same way here, those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, they are the children of God. They are the people of God. That is what a Christian is supposed to look like. God has not forgotten us. We are actually looking like Jesus Christ. And after the Beatitude, verse 11 and 12 adds once again, Blessed are you when you others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecute the prophets who are before you. And what it's saying is that not only are we looking like Christ, not only are we children of God, not only are we Christians, there is a great reward for us, a reward as great as the prophets themselves have received. And that's incredibly good news. That's incredibly good news. None of the persecution that you receive because you are doing all your good for God, because you are trying to look like Jesus Christ, none of that is in vain. He will reward you as he has rewarded the prophets. And it might still feel a little bit hard sometimes to give up this world and to do all your good for God, to look like Jesus Christ. It might be hard because you'll feel like you're losing this world. So with that, I just want to give you one more encouragement, one last encouragement. Before I was married, um, while I was still living in Koreatown, Every time I drove to Biola, I would pass by the cemetery before I got on the freeway. And the cemetery, as you know, like there's all these like tombstones and has a person's name. Um, it has maybe like a short description or sentence, something about them maybe sometimes. But one thing that they have in common, it has the year of their birth and the year of their death. And it's usually just separated by this small little like dash. So like it might have like the year of their birth and it has a small dash and it has the year of their death. So like 1950-2019. And it's the craziest thing if you think about it. Our whole life is that dash. Everything you've accomplished, every, everything you've done, everything you've done it for, all your idols, um, all your hopes and dreams, all your experiences, it's just a dash. That's all it is in the end. Your whole life is just a dash. And people are willing to give up eternity for that small dash. That dash is so small, it's so short, like a vapor in the wind. But people are willing to give up all of eternity just for that small dash. And what God is telling us is that dash is so short. Don't live for that small little dash, but live for all of eternity. That is what God is offering us. And that's why we are blessed. 
even if we are poor in spirit, even if we are persecuted, because ours is the kingdom of God. So I hope this encourages you. Ultimately, there is nothing better than being in the kingdom of God. We enter it by being poor in spirit. And in the end of it, as we are looking more like Jesus Christ, we will be persecuted. But it's okay. We are willing to give up this short dash that we call life for all of eternity and all of his rewards. That's been the Beatitudes, and I just want to thank everyone so much for joining us on Starting Line. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I've really enjoyed going through this journey with you as we are reminded of what a Christian is supposed to look like so that we know how to grow as Christians in our own daily lives. I've really enjoyed doing this series with you. But now that the Beatitudes are over, you might be wondering what's coming next for this series. Well, uh, Starting Line is going to be taking a very, very short break. Uh, the main reason why is just to prepare for the next series, the next season of the Starting Line. It's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be very exciting. And so I hope you guys look forward to that. I hope this has been helpful to you. If it has, I hope you share it with others. And I hope that together we will always remember what a Christian is supposed to look like so that we can grow more into the image of Christ. Thank you guys so much. I'm so thankful for all our listeners. God bless you. And we hope you join us for our next season coming up very soon. That was our episode of The Starting Line. We hope you join us next time as we continue to learn how to keep walking with the Lord together. So wherever you go, move your eyes past the Lord.